race. A battle of the sexes fought out swimming in a pool. Putting teenagers on display in a very embarrassing way and fighting for their sex. Uh, respective genders, specifically. This is episode five of Back to Degrassi. The Great Race is the intro for it. I want to give a big shout out to Braden Miller. He's the one who did the intro music you just heard before I started yapping away. He's in The Spoofs, a Toronto band. You can check them out on Facebook. They're not the rockabilly one from California. They're the, the real spoofs, the real The Spoofs out of Toronto. They play rock and roll. They're really great. You should check them out. Also on Groove Shark, you can find The Spoofs there. You can hear all their music. So check them out. Uh, well, big thank you for Trevor Thompson and Megan Mike being on the episode. Uh, give their sh- Twitters another shout out. You can follow Trevor at Trevor W. Thompson. You can follow Megan at Gooner Cooch. Pretty much just wanted to say that Twitter handle again. Also, big news for the podcast we have our first sponsor. Audible.com is a proud sponsor. And if you want to support the podcast and get a free audiobook download from audible.com go to audibletrial.com slash back to Degrassi you can get a free download of a book and support the podcast and I really appreciate that uh, I've used audible it's great I'm a big fan of Game of Thrones the TV show and the book series A Song of Ice and Fire uh, I got the prequel novellas through audible.com uh, there's the uh, the Hedge Knight it's a <laughs> Tales of Duncan Egg Egg is uh, an ancestor of the Targaryen family who goes undercover as a squire to this hedge knight, Dunk, and it's a great story. Uh, it intersects with even some characters who were in A Game of Thrones when they're much younger, like uh, Aemon Targaryen, the Meister at the Wall. He's uh, the older brother of Egg, as well, Lord Frey of the Crossing. He's another character who's a snot-nosed five-year-old who everyone even dislikes then. So it's a re- really great series. You should check out audibletrial.com slash back to Degrassi. Support the podcast. Get a free book download. Audible.com. Big thanks to them. Uh, big thank you to the audience. Thanks, everybody, for you know rating, reviewing, downloading, listening to the podcast. Keep it up. Give it five stars. That's the amount of stars I'd like to see. And, oh, yeah, another you know pretty cool thing here. My friend James Nealon from Hamilton uh, in the band The Reason and doing the Born in the 80s shows out of Hamilton, uh, which is a great series of, like, the, the three dudes who I'm friends with uh, do covers of, you know, songs from the 90s, just with the three of them playing guitar, keyboard, and a drum machine. It's pretty awesome. Great scenes. They do those all over Ontario. And they have made a theme song for Back to Degrassi, so here's the debut of that, and then I'll start episode five of Back to Degrassi, The Great Race. Thanks. Sitting around talking about TV, making jokes about what they see. Learning from each other, finding new perspectives. Hey! Now we're having fun. Cut yourself some slack, you're on the right track. Soon you'll see you're on the way back. Back to the Back to the Back to the
Hey, I'm Tim McDonald. This is episode five of my podcast, Back to Degrassi, where every episode I watch an episode of Degrassi Junior High with two guests. Today I have two comedians on the show. My first guest is Yuck's comedian Trevor Thompson. Good to see you, buddy. How you doing? Hi, Tim. How's it going? Good, buddy. Good to have you here. My second guest is also a hilarious Toronto comedian, Megan Mike. Hi, Tim. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, so uh, Trevor, first let me ask you, did you go to an actual junior high? Well, I did actually, grade 7, grade 8, now that you mention it. Yeah, I, d- I went to, because uh, where I grew up, uh, I had to go like uh, pretty far away. I grew up about half an hour south of Ottawa. I had to go uh, to, to take French immersion in grade 7 and 8. Mm-hmm. I had to, there, there were no options nearby, so I had to go to Emily Carr Middle School, which actually was a uh, oh, wow. in Blackburn Hamlet, which you wouldn't know where that is if you're not from Ottawa. So anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Yes, yes. The yes. <laughs> five-minute answer to your question is yes, I did. That's why Emily and Carr, too. There's like the Emily Carr Art School in BC. Yes, yes. This was nowhere near that. This was in <laughs> suburban East End, Ottawa. But uh, yeah, sure. Her, actually, all that we all of our houses, it was an open concept, very hippy-dippy school. Like there were no walls. <laughs> and uh, and all the houses because of the Emily Carr influence, all the houses, like houses being like you know sections by grade and whatever, uh, French immersion, non-French immersion, were actually uh, named after uh, uh, Aboriginal tribes of the West Coast. <laughs> oh my so I was in Nootka House, and there was Haida House, and Tlingit House, and Bella Coola. And I th- one other one. I think. Did you go to French Immersion High School too? I did. Yeah, that's uh, up until grade twelve. I did. So, so you're bilingual, eh? I speak French. Yeah. Have I, you ever uh, done any sets in French? No, no. Uh, I've thought about trying to do it, but it's a really closed market. It's a mm-hmm. the money is yeah. actually a lot better in Quebec, and I've actually hemmed and hawed and mused about doing it in French. But I never actually got around doing it. But I mean, if I were ever to move to Montreal, I probably would try. Cause That'd be so interesting. I like to Montreal. See. A lot, I wish yeah. I I wish I actually spoke french so i could enjoy that they would just <laughs> laugh i figure that they would just laugh at my accent if nothing else cause, uh, definitely because i definitely sound english when i speak french but. megan did you go to a junior high where'd you go well i guess low? so technically if middle school counts as junior i was yeah. gonna say no <laughs> I, I went to a middle school i think everyone has a different definition of what junior high is i'd say it's long as it's a school that's in between high school and, and an elementary then yes, then yes. Was <laughs> middle it like school six seven eight Six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that counts for sure. Yeah. yeah, the small town public school that I went to up until grade six actually was kindergarten all the way to grade eight. And that's kind of rare in the city, I think, like mm-hmm. in the bigger cities. It's more like kindergarten to grade five and then grade six, seven, eight. I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen a full a school go all the way. kindergarten yeah. to. Well, I, I grew up in uh, the the po- the boondocks. So <laughs> I, I, uh, <coughs> I come from hill people. And, uh, <laughs> uh, did, so what was your experience with Degrassi Junior High growing well, up? Oh, God. Well, my experience. This is, see, like, I'm the first guest you've had on this show. Uh, from You've told me the previous guests, <laughs> and I, I'm actually of the generation. I'm old. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm 39. I was born in 75. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually age for I'm the pretty show much the on. same age as the cast. Like, I, when Degrassi came out in 87, I was 12. Like, I was pretty much the same age as these people. Like, I think in real life, I'm, like, a couple years younger than most of the cast. Mm-hmm. So when you told me about this podcast uh, and asked me to be on it, I was like, this is in my wheelhouse. Maybe. I don't know if that's the reason why you picked me because you knew I was a bit older. But like I've seen I have seen every episode of Degrassi Junior High. N- without exaggeration, I've seen every episode at least 
20 times. <laughs> like, when you said, oh, it's the swim meet, right away I said, oh, you're so flat, the walls are jealous. Like, I remember <laughs> yeah. that line distinctly as being, like, the big, you know, when I was 12 years old, I thought that was the height of wit, you know? Like, it was, <laughs> when I was just checking out the, the release date, for yeah. this episode yeah. on the IMDb, that was like the quote notable, yeah. <laughs> notable moments in yeah. this. That when quote. I was, I just was just the one notable moment. <laughs> that's that's it. It. Yeah. I started grade seven in like I was in, in 1987, so that was like I was pretty yeah. And I and I actually remember there's a I distinctly remember about that particular line. Um, I think when I was in grade six or grade seven. Uh, like around the era, like right after that episode aired, probably there. I rem- I'm not proud of this, but I remember there being a classmate of mine, uh, who you know, boys will be boys. I guess this other guy I used to sit beside. I remember using that line on her. I didn't say it directly <laughs> to her. I just leaned over and said it to my friend. I said, oh. I won't even say your name, but so X person that this girl is so flat the walls are jealous. And my buddy cracked up, and we laughed for ten minutes, and. <laughs> I was that was I was a joke thief because like I did not give credit to because this guy hadn't seen Degrassi. Yeah, I guess he was one of the few guys that hadn't. So he had no idea that I stole that line from Joey Jeremiah. So I felt kind of guilty about Have that. Have you looked and her I, up on Facebook I now? still distinctly remember say like 25 years, 30 years later. <laughs> I remember using that. Not 30. I'm not that old, but. I I was Facebook friends with her, and then she just kind of disappeared. I don't, I don't remember deleting her, but anyway, whatever. Maybe she walked into the sea after. <laughs> yeah, maybe. That. I, uh, no, because I was friends with her after that for a while. Like I remember going to parties at her place. <laughs> when yeah. she grew boobs. Yeah. yeah once she once she uh, got a rack, I uh, <laughs> started hanging out with. I her. became more interested in her. Megan, what was your background with Degrassi oh I'm not so old so (laughs) I don't have the same uh background but when uh I guess when I was in late middle school early high school they started playing a lot of the reruns on CBC so I would just watch it when I came home and then when my sister and I moved to Toronto together we had all the seasons of Degrassi Junior High on uh-huh. DVD, so we watched those ones a lot. Degrassi High, not as much, but yeah, you were spinning those discs on the high school years. Big yeah, time. <laughs> it does. Like, I mean, these ones, these ones are fun, but there's sort of like a uh, more cheesiness to them, very more in- more innocence to these oh, earlier yeah. years too. Yeah, and that's, that, so that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I, after watching it now, I mean, this is the first time I've watched an episode of Degrassi in years, and uh, start to finish and. Like a lot of shows from the from your youth, it just doesn't always hold. I mean, it's the nostalgic kitsch factor, mm-hmm. but like, I remember there's like watching that episode. I mean, I know it's geared towards like you know twelve year old kids, but it's like okay, some of this writing hasn't really held up, you know, <laughs> like, like the exchange where where Joey and or no uh, wheels and the the soccer captain were like yeah. you or you know like it was like you, you were gonna no you're gonna or I don't even remember, but it was like okay, this isn't exactly great. Yeah, it, writing. It, it's a weird thing because it it's not just for twelve year olds; it's for twelve year olds in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. So just like that, and so it was such a different. You see it. You see it in the gender politics. You oh, see yeah. it in everything in this show that it was a different time. Let's a get, show of its time. Yeah, like I I watched like a God the other day. I saw a rerun of Alf, and that from that <laughs> same era. And when I was ten years old, I thought Alf was the height of wit. I thought oh, this show's so funny. It was one of the most popular shows on <laughs> TV for a while, and like. And I watching it now, I'm like, this show was fucking terrible. Like this show was unwatchably bad. It was so bad it was almost entertaining. Like anyway, you know, so it's 
just well, how you know nothing ages well from that. <laughs> nothing from the 80s edges well it <laughs> ages ages well. i feel like the look Uh-oh. of things too from the 80s just it has like it doesn't have the same quality as stuff now so even just like seeing it you can just really yeah. see the age even though this was like shot on film as well mm-hmm. those kind of shows yeah. so let's get right okay. into this episode let's do it this is from february 15th 1987 Ooh. episode five the so, great yeah. race so uh, yeah, that I would have been in like the end of grade six then. Oh, that's so yeah. perfect. So it has the like every episode. I was of not the... born yet. <laughs> you weren't even born yet. When <laughs> no, it's I was born in November of 1987. <laughs> Soon enough, the world it was being cooked. The world was a different place at Actually, that time. Actually, I was just about being conceived at that time. <laughs> Maybe during this episode. Your My dad watched this episode and he was like, well, she's not as flat as the wall. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, well, go, I, there wasn't a single... Uh, uh, person on this show over the age of 12 but uh <laughs> now i'm all hot and bothered <laughs> yeah like that's kind of yeah like that was okay i'm i'm skipping ahead here but like we've all know like the fact that the soccer team didn't have a coach how like what how did that happen like a, a boy's grade seven you have to have adult supervision they didn't have a coach <laughs> like that, that was his name like he was hardly on the show at all the jason <laughs> and they put jason. Him in jason. he the was in charge of the team he ran the team. tryouts he was in charge of like who was on the team like where why like why how does the soccer team not have a coach anyway whatever it's when completely played, true they were played high there's a lot of big decisions being made and the coach wasn't even present i can see why they had such a a horrible I think record. There was only one on. adult we saw the whole episode, or two I, adults. We saw uh, the teacher, the English teacher. Oh yeah, Mr. Radich. Mr. Radich. Mr. Radich. Yeah. Mr. Radich. I was gonna call him Radburn. Doris. Doris. And Doris had it. Okay, well let's get right into yeah. this. Let's get right into this episode. Right at the beginning, it has uh, the cold open. They're in the locker room, and Melanie is just staring at her boobs in the mirror in the uh, middle of the locker room. <laughs> First of all, like her boobs then are bigger than my boobs now. (laughs) I was like, yeah, you should totally have a bra. My mom wouldn't buy me a bra at that age either. And now I have terrible breasts. (laughs) See, yeah, that was one thing I wasn't sure of. It's good to have you here because like, I don't know if she should be wearing a bra at all. I think so. I I don't want to even comment on that. But uh, well, considering how big they were when she got the bra. I would just like to say that for Mel, I mean, it depends on, you know, like how serious are you about swimming? Because I don't know if this is like getting into like a whole different. But like if you big breasts are not conducive to fast swimming. That's true. Is that sexist to say that? No, No. I mean, that's a fact. That's why the bathing suit holds you down. Yeah, like champion women swimmers tend to be not i don't know like they're not you know like well, I, have, not I, have well a, endowed, like. I have a gut yeah not gonna be a fast as fast <laughs> yeah, as someone I without just, a gut for yeah, that reason right yeah. like male swimmers tend to be really lean and very lean and female yeah. swimmers they tend to be yeah like they okay, she doesn't whatever. got her priorities straight i yet. also yeah and i also like there's just way more interest in school sports than there I remember there being in real life like especially I, elementary school I, yeah, yeah like exactly. I was on I was on the Emily Carr soccer team <laughs> and I don't remember anybody ever even watching our games I yeah I found it like I guess the reason I wasn't sure too is because when Melanie is saying like she needs a bra no one is like like LD's not like yeah you do you should totally she just kind of like looks at her and like yeah yeah your mom so. should let you get a bra 
I just like to say that even by the standards of this show, LD really was a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think sorry Jason if you're, was Sorry amazing. if you're listening, LD, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think Jason was a very good actor either. No, man. that's no. maybe why he was only on this one yeah. episode. Yeah. I think that Asian kid was a way you said his name was. He was a hell of an actor. I don't even remember him. I don't even remember him. No, he doesn't no, last very long either. It was just that either. episode. God, they were cutthroat. That uh, Linda Taylor or whatever her name could be really cutthroat. Like you're just not working out. You're on the show anymore. <laughs> Sorry, way. So then they, the coach calls them out, and the theme song kicks in. Do you guys, how do you guys feel about the theme song? I love the theme. I song. I love the theme song. The too. original, like not mm-hmm. like the Degrassi High one. They kind of jazzed it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the original's got more of a driving. <laughs> I also like a plane with time production. Makes me think of some kind of like wishful thinking pedophile <laughs> production agency. <laughs> What is age? Really? Yeah, exactly. It's just a number. (laughs) It just shows like the '80s. They weren't considering that kind of thing at all for a children's show. For a children's show, for the perfect, the prime age for pedophiles. Except then they did address it later in the series. There was a scene from a scene in this episode that's used in the opening theme. Yeah, there's quite a few actually big ones, like the ones where the soccer team turns around in the theme song. Yeah, that's in this episode. I think there's a few swimming yeah, things in it. Maybe. I don't remember. Uh, probably every LD <laughs> clip that's in the intro is probably from this episode. LD. <laughs> LD had a storyline. Wasn't she like she ran her, she worked at her dad's restaurant or something. And then her, does it, wasn't it her dad was dying? Her dad was in the yeah. hospital. Yeah, she her mom go died. To hospital. Her, her mom died. Her mom died. Really sad, sad story. Yeah. Yeah. She, she gets cancer the, at one point. That's why she's said, so, yeah, exactly. That's why she's such a bad actress. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't get to all the classes. Her life was too hard. Like, we can't write her off, but we're going to give her the worst, <laughs> worst storyline. <laughs> the horrible things. Her and Wheels have it yeah. pretty yeah. bad. And Wheels, like that, yeah, his real rough. life kind of echoed uh, Yeah. His and didn't he, like, get found in his yeah, apartment dead, was, like, weeks after he was after dead he for died. months, apparently. Nobody yeah. even knew what happened. Poor Wheels. And his family didn't tell people until about two years four, after he yet, was two dead. Years or, later, yeah. years oh, later so they didn't want to. They didn't want to make it such a thing. Well, he had so. diabetes and he wouldn't look after himself, and he was like a drunk who just Aww. would drink himself into oblivion. With, that sounds like it would be exactly what Wheels would go in on real to life. Do. Yeah, like in he the was movie. actually on the way because yeah, he was already movie, like drinking like, a lot. In the movie, in the drank and later drove episodes. and killed that little kid. It's like yeah. reality uh, paralleling the fiction there. Continuing the fiction? Oh, my God. It's so deep. Just remember the episode <laughs> where he ran away and tried to find his dad and found his dad? And, and found grandma a pedophile. showed up. Yeah, the grandma showed up like, you, sir, are not a, like, he's not my responsibility. And then we <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't want him. I'm no. a rock and roller. Like, I play keyboards <laughs> in a band. Okay, leave me <laughs> this alone. This is in my it's real not, job. I play keyboards. I played, yeah. <laughs> he had like a new crackhead wife and kid that he yeah. would soon abandon as well. <laughs> it's my kid. Yeah. It's like, boy, father of the year here. Anyway, so, sorry. This, oh, yeah. This next scene, the, the episode opens at the swim meet, and there is tons of people in the crowd <laughs> like yeah considering like later in the episode I mean, they're gonna like say the, no one no one cares about girls sports yeah, there's the a interest, ton of people it caring about it's really over the top and the fact that for like a seemingly like working class uh public school in that part of toronto uh-huh. like the fact that your grade school has a swim team is like what is this beverly hills 90210 <laughs> and a pool Degrassi, apparently yeah. too at the school a pool, yeah like that's yeah like it was kind of implied that they had a pool at the school like I know. 
I had a swim team when we were in oh, really? elementary school. Oh, really? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> in Hamilton. We didn't have a pool, though. We had to go across the We had to go the to the lake? Yeah. <laughs> go, a couple laps in Lake <laughs> Ontario. Down, go down the harbor there yeah. and swim in the sludge go from the steel rip. plants. Yeah. If you can swim in that, <laughs> you exactly. can swim in a you pool, right? Swim some, uh, there's some toxic tailings from the DeFasco plant you kids got to trudge through. But, yeah. uh, you do a That's quick hundred meters in that water. That's how records are made. <laughs> So Melanie jumps in. You see her jump into the water, and she's she's the anchor. She's yeah. the anchor on the swim she's team. Fast. She brings home the win. Everyone freaks the fuck out because they won and are going to the city finals. Yeah, LD uh, truly does come across as uh, insane when she walked up to Stephanie K and was like, "Hey, Steph." Yeah. <laughs> it was like really like over. Did you hear that we won? It was like like almost like Rain Man kind of. Yeah, thing. exactly. Um, actually, Stephanie K. I'm going off on a tangent yep. again. Let's start. Oh, let's yeah, sorry, start, let's sorry. get right at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I also right, wanted to say this about the the swimming pool. Oh. The scene with everyone at the swimming pool. The girl in the wheelchair was just sitting on the deck, like right beside <laughs> the pool, with no one attending to her. It's like. Well, that how is she supposed lovely. to get up? To, there's obviously no ramps up to the bleachers, <laughs> I guess, in this pool. We should be pool. taking this into consideration. Either let her drown or we build a ramp. <laughs> it's like, well, listen, we booked her for extra work today. We got the, her here on was, set. It was the 1980s. Okay? <laughs> we weren't as advanced when it came to that, that kind of stuff. So it's the next day at school, and it starts off with Joey. Ever since Stephanie Gay has gone through the transformation, Joey just, like, hits on her like like nobody's business. And he says, hey, Steph, I got an A in sexual education. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything you want to (laughs) know, Joey P. Jeremiah... P for Playboy. Oh. <laughs> As he's like opening his locker to show all these pictures of pinups like pasted inside his locker. Like, is that supposed to make her want to get yeah. with him more? Oh, good. You're ogling other women. <laughs> I guess I do want to he have just wants sex to let her you. know that he's he's all uh, he's true. He's truly uh, a heterosexual young man. He's uh, he's yeah. got the goods. And he's uh well, that is the look that not Stephanie K is going not for. Not a broomhead. Not a broomhead at all. <laughs> like, she's yeah. kind of emulating she, what Joey But it's funny how she yeah. looks like, I don't know, I guess it was the style at the time, but like her hair and like just That's the so caked awful. on makeup. It's like she looks like the bride of Frankenstein. Like, yeah. She doesn't mm-hmm. actually And look. especially combined with her teeth. Her <laughs> teeth are very horse like. <laughs> yes. They're very awful. Yeah, Stephanie K. Um, I remember this happening. She, this was not a, this was like. David Caruso uh, leaving NYPD Blue, or like, or or, or Shelley Long leaving <laughs> Shelley Long leaving Cheers. Uh, after like the first season, I think, or second season, I guess this was the first season, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the actress who played Stephanie K left the show because you remember she was only on for the first season. Right? It's well, or the way they broke it up. Seasons? I'd say yeah. for, the, for her grade eight year at season one and two. Yeah, two seasons, mm-hmm. I guess. But anyway, after like the first couple seasons, she left the show to be a cast member on a show called Learning the Ropes. And it was the biggest steaming pile of shit in the history of Canadian TV. I remember because it was that's, all, that's no, I know, I know. It yeah. was like no, I can like it was awful. It was actually starring because uh, I used to be a big wrestling fan at the time, and it starred Lyle Alzado, who used to be a football player, wound up dying of some horrible form of cancer that he attributed to steroid abuse. But anyway, mm. he. Was playing. He was also doing some wrestling, I think, and he played a wrestler uh, who was trying to make it in the world of wrestling. 
<laughs> and I even remember the theme song, like learning the ropes. It was really and, and anyway, uh, the actress. The show, the show name is the pun. Learning it, the ropes. Yes. <laughs> Let's just say that it only lasted pun. one season. And anyway, the and actress she's still kicking herself. The actress who played Stephanie K left Degrassi to be the daughter on that to be Lyle Alzado's daughter on learning the ropes. And I could just imagine the phone call. Like, after Learning the Ropes was cancelled, like, phoning up the producers of Degrassi, Stephanie Kay, or the act- the actress who played mm-hmm. her, like, hey, uh, so about uh, Degrassi, you know, like, is there, you know, <laughs> probably begging to get back on the show, or I don't know, like, whatever happened to her acting career, she's probably, like, a bartender somewhere in Toronto now. You know? Yeah, I might have a chance of getting her on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fine. Like, seriously, you need to get some cast members on That'd the show. That'd be fun. Uh, and then the next thing that happens after Joey just... I don't know, sexually harasses Stephanie K is LD runs up with the excitement that you, you described earlier. And she just kind of says, hey, Steph, can you make an announcement letting everyone know that we're going to the uh, swim finals? And Steph's like, oh, I don't do that. You got to talk to Jason, the very little scene character, except in the first season. And then the next scene is Arthur and Yick are measuring themselves at school to yeah. see if they've grown. There seems to be a recurring theme in both uh, the main storyline and the secondary storyline of the show. It's all about measurement. Growing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, you know, like, okay, today, yeah, because they're... Gotta be fr- bigger. They're fretting about their height and the fact that they're short and Snake is tall and why are they short and Snake is tall. It's a great race to puberty as yeah. well, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Sense. Everybody develops differently, yeah. It was... Uh, that's this great symbolism. I can remember, actually, speaking of a stroll down memory lane, um, again, because I'm old, I, uh, Arthur and Yick were actually in a, in a TV commercial for Wolko, which is a now defunct uh, discount chain of, oh, right. of yeah, I remember department them. stores. Uh-huh. And yeah, their themes, they're slowly like Wolko prices just beginning or something like that. And I remember Arthur and Yick being in a really poorly made <laughs> low budget ad and so like hey we got celebrities and they were like walking around the shopping cart looking at each other. hey that's arthur and yick <laughs> but they never actually said anything or acknowledged the fact they were like uh, but everybody recognized him yeah. as arthur and yick yeah arthur aged really poorly as this show went on well he kind of filled out and like yeah. just the casting i mean i guess you know it happens but like the fact that stephanie is like this kind of bombshell and then there's her doughy little her dopey brother, brother yeah. who's like hey st- yeah but i guess yeah, he kind of filled out a bit, like, and or got taller. I guess he eventually grew. But and then Yick, I remember getting all cool. Remember, like Yick, yeah, yeah. Yick got really super cool all of a cool. sudden, and he got too cool for Arthur. And Arthur's like, "Hey, Yick," and Yick was kind of like, "Get away from me." Yick always was too cool for Arthur. Like as yeah. much, I feel yeah. honestly, I, like Arthur irritates me. So I do feel it's more about <laughs> Yick just like getting sick of Arthur being annoying than it is about Yick getting too cool. Even though remember it is, when yeah, Arthur's kind the, of a the, wiener. The, the storyline <laughs> totally. where like Yick was was struggling with his studies and Mr. Radich called oh, him yeah. Mr. You the disorganized that's right. that was like, a couple you know, episodes that's, ago. That's yeah. racist. That's <laughs> kind of racist actually. You're making a pun based upon his name. Like anyway. It's so true. And uh, when the, that's so weird too that they're measuring themselves in school. That's probably like just another a dorky thing that you the most dorky thing you well, could do. Well, but for dudes, I mean, height is pretty important. Yeah. I mean, it's you know for a lot of dudes, especially at that age when you're like when you're like when you're like twelve and you're not as tall as the thirteen year old guy. It's yeah. It's I you know I mean I'm. I, 
sort of tall person well i'm like six feet so i guess it wasn't really but if i were like short like arthur or yik i guess they were short for mm-hmm. their age i don't know i'm yammering now but <laughs> i'm probably I'm shorter and I, I i wasn't too uh concerned. i don't remember being so concerned i didn't I, I didn't really notice that i was shorter until i was was shorter than everyone until i was about like 23 yeah i think yeah. and i was just like oh i am way shorter at five seven than everyone else i was way seems. taller than everyone yeah. See, and also, i definitely noticed also at that age you know girls develop before boys generally so like yeah. you'll get like mm-hmm. at that age it's quite common for girls to be taller yeah, than guys, yeah. so that's kind of weird it also, you had dances where you're like you know i didn't notice actually like height mattering dating girls until i moved to toronto like yeah. in hamilton dating people it never seemed to be an issue about uh, that's because you're just trying to find anyone <laughs> like someone <laughs> to stop to the pain find a, a sentient life form yeah <laughs> oh yeah. do you can you read this sentence okay you're in <laughs> It's more like it's like Stockholm syndrome there, yeah. I guess. And just you can, anyone would do. Uh, so when Arthur and Yick uh, start walking down the hall, talking about wanting to grow, they see Snake kind of planting the seeds because he's so tall. And he walks down the hallway, and Melanie is giving him like the hardest eyes oh, yeah. ever. Because Snake's a dreamboat. <laughs> <laughs> like he's tall, and he's also nice, and has a good moral compass, and is very wise, and gives her advice later. <laughs> He does. Uh, he does catch her staring at him, and he just kind of like looks and smiles, and she's super he embarrassed. Loves <laughs> he loves it. He knows he's hot stuff. He was actually at the swim meet too at the beginning. I noticed, like in the back row, just like <laughs> just watching, <laughs> just, just keeping an eye on things. <laughs> Why did they not have a boys' swim team? They, he's the district champ. Their seasons yeah, must they be at said a different district time. District champion or something. Uh, so yeah, why wouldn't they have a boys' swim team if there were a girls' one? Well, they can't put together why as good a, a team. Why not soccer I guess. team? There probably is a girls' soccer team. Okay, but why? Why was it? Why was this not addressed? Like, why? Would, <laughs> they only I mean, had twenty-two you know, minutes. Just to take the defense of the boys, not that they're you know they're the bad guys in this episode, but you're competing at their sport. You know, it's kind of like, well, yeah. okay, let's play soccer and see how that turns out. Anyway, I, I thought about that too. Yeah. So the next scene is at the office where Jesse is is there to make the announcement. When he lets the secretary, Doris, know, she's like, just make it brief. I've got a date tonight. Yeah. Isn't it like the morning? Like, yeah. why are the announcements being made like, at the need, end of need, the day? We need to let the, it's, it's it a way is of, the end of the day. And he's making the announcement ju- to let the uh, people to know to come out to the soccer game. So oh. when's our hot date, though? Four o'clock? Uh, yeah, so exactly. It's a way of letting, of humanizing and sexualizing Doris. Yeah. You know, letting Which is people, exactly letting what people know needed. that Doris, the frumpy little uh, secretary, is actually, you know, a human female with She's needs. She's the Stephanie K. She's got needs, damn it. Okay, just because I wear these glasses that with the chain around them. Mm-hmm. I wonder who her date's with. Yeah. I think maybe... Some hot older man. He's probably retired, but he's got some money. Yeah. He, likes <laughs> he likes gardening. <laughs> Vula's dad. Oh no. <laughs> no boys. <laughs> that might be uh that might be play the matchmaker on that one. So you know, Jason's about to make the announcement. LD and Melanie are walking down the hall, so excited to hear, but he only makes the announcement for the boys soccer team having a game, doesn't care that the girls are going to the city finals and they are pissed. They go yeah. to find him. But before they can uh, get to him, it's Arthur and Yick like popping out from a tree, just like super creepily yeah, falling around really Snake. Yeah, they're really Yeah, yeah, it was a little bizarre. What, what but, are you, you eating know, there? I guess, uh, you know, they're young and didn't realize that 
height is 90% determined <laughs> by genetics. You know, it's like, well, I see his parents are tall, and so that's why he's tall, and your parents aren't. Yeah, Arthur's like a pretty smart kid. Yeah, you should yeah. be able to figure that out. Like, he's a brainiac, but this is a kind of a lapse in uh, his character's development here, where they're making him out to be an idiot. They're just basically, he's like, Arthur says... I read somewhere once you are what you eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should follow. I think but. he's like, Arthur's character is weird like that, though. He's very naive. Yeah. But he's he, intelligent, but he's not street smart. He's, you know? not, he's not street smart. He don't know shit. Yeah, he's not. He's a little dense. And maybe it's just a le- the weak writing that they just really wanted Arthur to follow around yeah. Snake. This it's like, okay, we need, a, we need our secondary storyline. Let's uh, get two friends. They're both kind of short. Uh, mm-hmm. Arthur and Yick. Well, it doesn't really fit with Arthur's guy. Oh, whatever. Nobody will notice. It's kids <laughs> watching it. I don't know why I gave the producers the voice of like an old. <laughs> ah, it's kids yeah, watching. Forget about it. That's what I feel like the CBC yeah. uh, producers yeah. were like. Smoking a cigar. In the 80s still, yeah. Maybe a couple drinks in the office still. <laughs> So then it's out front of the Good school, and there's like a couple cheerleaders celebrating, and the whole soccer team's just like warming up. You notice their uh, the the uniform for the boys' soccer team, Trevor? Oh yeah. Yes, the shorty short shorts that, that was... were like really short and just strange. I know just that out of control. That short. era, I guess they were more commonplace, but yeah, they, those were just weird. Is that where you were rocking on the Emily Carr? Uh, yeah, soccer probably. Team. <laughs> actually, in hindsight, I probably did. I did. I don't know. I can't. I can't remember them being that short, but uh, yeah, they were short. And so when LD like you know comes up to uh, Jason and tries to like be like, hey, why didn't you announce our th- our our big win and let people know? And he's just like, oh, there wasn't enough time. And she is pissed. She's like, there was not wouldn't enough time. Take but ten seconds. It's all snotty. And then then Jason is like. He does this thing where, like, uh, it was pretty common in the 80s, I feel like, with sexism. They were just kind of like, ladies, ladies. <laughs> He's, like, got to slow it down like you, so you can understand. Yeah. People don't care about yeah. girls' sports. Look at, like, yeah. hockey, football, baseball. Yeah. What, what do we call that today? Mansplaining? <laughs> That's, what, That's what women call it. Yeah. But I mean, he's comparing it to that, and it's like, well, guess what, Jason? No one cares about your, junior your high exactly. soccer. <laughs> he cares about your shitty soccer team either, really. I mean, and that's why, you know, I mean, again, I know it's TV, but like the fact that they made it seem like there was so much interest in the girls' swim team, it's like I don't re- even in high school. I played on the soccer team in high school, and I don't remember. I mean, I we weren't that good or anything. I don't remember anybody really ever coming to watch us play ever. We didn't have a lot of school mm-hmm. spirit, I guess. But, you know, the fact... I mean, I don't know. Maybe these kids had nothing else to do. But it's like the fact that the bleachers are packed for a grade 7 swim meet. It's not, it's not realistic. Well, I went to... In in my high school, the football games were actually pretty well attended. Yeah. Like, they would be... Even at, like, Ivor Wynn sometimes, yeah, they would have yeah. the high school we, games like, we, Hamilton, I went yeah. to a small high school. We didn't even have a football team, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't even an option. I never went to any football games, so I can't speak from experience. <laughs> but I know that there used to be a lot of people that went... And then right now we're getting into, like, the, the challenge is happening because uh, LD tells them at least we can win a game. Your soccer team, never they lose every game. And then oh. he says, if we were swimming against girls, we would win too, <laughs> which is, like, a weird comparison to make. Yeah. Like, paradigm shift. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we can't win against Spend boys. Your reality. But if we as uh, men, boys, were competing in a sport against uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing that Again, we would be better at soccer if we could 
swim against girls. <laughs> I guess really that's about the level of logic we should expect from 12-year-olds, though, really. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's either it's good writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually it's, expert it's very writing. realistic. Yeah. And when LD actually challenges Jason and he's, like, thinking it over, I wouldn't say, like, the other guys on the soccer team are confident in him. Like, they're not, like, making on to eye contact and, like, agreeing. They're just kind of, like shifty-eyed looking around wheels i feel like they should have had a conversation about it like he <laughs> should he could have at least turned around and been like what do you guys think yeah no that's not that's not what leaders do megan he's a leader <laughs> okay? he's making a, he's making the call he's like okay men are you with me no no <laughs> <laughs> well we're doing it anyway he's like this is how a man, a man doesn't ask a man does yeah. this is very <laughs> Late 80s chauvinism, I guess. Yeah. So then uh, it's right after that big confrontation, LD and Melanie, and each of them is kind of in two different places. LD is like thinking about the challenge and how she's standing up to her brothers and how yeah. they would always put her down. And this is her big chance to show them off. While Melanie is daydreaming about Snake and, and her boobs. And her Breast. boobs. <laughs> yeah. And LD is like, fuck this. Pulls her up. And she's like, we're taking you to get a bra. What, now? <laughs> <laughs> she's all talk. The so, bra, the, I, like, watching them bra shop almost made me believe that it could be that fun. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, a little over the top. I, I, uh, top. I understand girls that age are, like, giggly, and especially with something like that. But it was still, like too much yeah, the, the elderly relax yeah the elderly woman who played the sales lady i'm sure that was like her big break after 30 years of trying to make it in toronto <laughs> acting and she, she thought this was going to lead her to bigger and better things but she definitely had some stratford experience yeah, behind her she yeah, theater she there. tells she's a classically trained actress oh like yeah the way that she actually said it's beautiful isn't it i'm pretty <laughs> sure that line has never been used to sell a training bra in the history of women's undergarments but I don't know who I'm. Uh, I'm mansplaining here. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, she was so f formal, and she's just yeah. like the way she uh, enunciated was. It's so, like, quite classical beautiful. Thing. Yeah, like seriously, like it's like what is this Macbeth? Or, like, <laughs> would you ladies like any help in purchasing a brazier? Ladies, sh you shan't be returning <laughs> after purchase. Like, <laughs> and it was like that over the well, it was further over the top, but pretty much like that. And then uh, so she gets a bra. It's the next day at school, and LD and Stephanie are in the washroom. Steph's just doing her uh, her change into her daily wear, and LD really wants Steph to Tarting introduce the race. Yeah, in introduce the race because she's the president for some reason. Like the school president doesn't talk about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you check the constitution of uh, Degrassi Junior High, the school president probably is responsible for. And LD knows that sexism race. we didn't even we didn't even have politics in uh, my junior high. There was there was no like student. I don't, I don't even remember there being either. a student council. I don't even remember there not being not in junior high. Yeah, we didn't in have high school. A yeah, elementary school. I didn't have a junior or a school council either. Student council. Too young for that. I'm old shit. enough to remember that like in high school we instead of like the PC student president like boy and girl. We had head boy and head girl, but then they had to change that because it just sounded too gender normative or something. So we had two presidents, but they were both, they were always a, a, a male, male and a female, oh. but they would just call them president and other president because there was no hierarchical, you know, distinction between the two of them. It's weird. You, except it was that one always, was a man. I always had a guy 
president at my high school. See, we always had co. We had we had two, a boy and a girl. Sorry, a young. Well, they were boys and girls anyway. Uh-huh. Whatever. What's I can't think of the right term. Either. <laughs> and genders. Yeah. Was, uh, so when uh, when Steph agrees to go in the race too, she starts talking about how she's gonna get wear a, a bikini, Her a hot, hot pink, pink bikini. <laughs> Which, to be fair, in the first episode of the show. She does make a loose campaign promise about wearing bikinis, so <laughs> she's just fulfilling that. So yeah. Like, yeah, didn't she, like, wasn't there also, like, out. yeah, the scandalous, uh, she was, like, buying votes with kisses or something along the yes. lines? That was, like, the, that's the, pay uh, the series premiere. Pay a buck or something like that, and, sh- and she'll kiss you if you vote for her. That's pretty much, it's yeah. a... It's a pretty epic scene. It's kind yeah. of like it's where she goes past the line where yep. she's like selling her body yeah. for votes. <laughs> and she's yeah. instead of just looking like a prostitute, that's when she finally <laughs> becomes it. I guess that was the same episode where she uh, she sold out Vula, right? Exactly. Because Vula actually did all the work for it. She didn't even thank yeah. her, and then Vula and was she like, thanked Joey instead. Yeah, that's Bullshit. right. And so it, you it, could have thanked both of them, you know, Stephanie. Yeah, but. And Vula's been at odds with Steph. And, like, last episode, there's a bunch of times where Vula's just, like, insulting Steph. And Troy and Blaine thought that they were kind of slut-shaming her. But I feel like Vula's just badass that she, like, doesn't oh, Vula, forgive her. Vula had every right to be upset with her. But th- yeah. there was another Stephanie character. Deserves to that be was another shamed, character that they really uh, gave up on. Like, Vula was, it, like, at the beginning of the series, it seemed like Vula was going to be a major character. It was almost, you know, like, the foil to Stephanie. But then, like, you never, there was a one episode where, like, her... You know, like her stereotypically protective ethnic, indis- <laughs> dis- ethnic father of origins that aren't exactly certain. Was it was she Greek too? I can't remember. That's very unclear. They never yeah. actually because like yeah. Alexa was Greek. So Vula, mm-hmm. I just kind of thought she was Greek, but maybe she was Arabic. I'm not sure. Anyway, whatever. Like, I, yeah, like, like her so father. Unclear. Like, no they boys. No boys. The village in the old country. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, they don't really say. Yeah. Just like vaguely, kind of quasi racist again. Like, oh, Eastern <laughs> European. You know, like um, somewhere in there. Yeah, so <laughs> one of those Borat countries. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm getting off topic. Here that's always know. that's fine. We so, never really saw her again after that. Like, or not that much. It seemed. I don't know. Maybe she left because. She was on Team Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. She thought she hitched her wagon to Stephanie in real life, hoping that she'd get a role. On uh... they made some decisions after season two, where they're like, "Listen, some of you are going to be coming back, some of you aren't." And then some <laughs> of them were like, who were actually on the kids of Degrassi yeah. Street, made it to Degrassi Junior, but they're like, because on on Degra- the kids of Degrassi Street, Wheels was like on it but he was named something else was he Derek Ka- yeah. that's Der- Derek is his yeah. name so I guess yeah, Derek, Derek Wheeler and Caitlin too I think was on it mm-hmm. and Lisa not Lisa I don't remember anyway I could I'm old enough to remember the kids of Degrassi I, Street I had watched the kids of Degrassi Street 2 in reruns they're just I've kind of talked about this that that show as well I found that like this show would be like very cheesy but then get real Mm-hmm. When the kids at Degrassi never really got well, that real, well, yeah, yeah. like you're was... dealing with, you're not dealing with teenagers mm-hmm. with adolescents. Yeah, you're dealing, yeah, kids at Degrassi Street, they were like eight year olds, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, okay, there's. What's any... your biggest problem? My juice, <laughs> I spilled my juice box. Yeah, so, you know, my Dunkaroos won't open. Yeah. Uh, so in the washroom, still, Melanie comes out from the stall after putting on her bra. And she's just like kind of like puffing up her yeah. chest yeah. so everyone can see. It did make a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't blame Joey for making fun of her. Well, she just wants, I guess she wants everyone's attention, I guess, with it. Because she like, yeah, walking she down the hall, she's just like, pointing proud as out. a peacock. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, then Caitlin 
is like, oh, nice bra, same with Susie, nice bra. Was that, like, would girls talk that way when one of them got a bra? <laughs> not in my experience. <laughs> I'm not, like, the best uh, judgment for what normal female behavior was <laughs> as a child, but uh, I, I can't imagine. And I don't remember noticing, like, I, I, was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to think about this time when, like, grade 7, 8, when girls must have been starting to wear bras, and I don't really remember noticing that or there being any a big deal about it. Yeah, I don't remember it ever being a big deal. I do remember well, occasional snappings. Yeah, and I remember, like, discussions amongst other guys about uh, as to... Does she stuff? Does you know like that mm. was I remember a legitimate pressing question yeah. of the day. Yeah, I guess that I remember those kind of questions. I was too, just I really suppose. excited. That was the first appearance in that episode of Caitlin. I had a crush on her. <laughs> uh, I guess a lot of guys did, but uh, I, uh, Caitlin. So about five years ago, a buddy of mine. I was still living in Ottawa, but a friend of mine who was living in Toronto still lives in Toronto. He texted me. He's like. I'm actually hanging out with Caitlin at a bar right now, and I was so excited. Like, yeah. in real life, his girlfriend is friends of a friend with her or something like that. So it was just one night it so happened, like, oh, my God, Caitlin. Like, <laughs> I guess he remembered that, like, I, you know, had a crush on her when I was 12 or something like that. I was just really excited to find that out. And it, it would be so hard ever... not to call her Caitlin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her <laughs> real name is... Stacy, yeah, Stacy Mistison or something. McGon I actually McGon can remember the real names of McGonagall a lot. Of... Or something. <sighs> quiz me here, quiz me. Try like give me a character. I'll try to remember the real name. Joey actually, Jeremiah, Pat Mastroianni. Boom. Um, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, it's like it's Cambodian. It's like it's a really yeah. I can't remember. It's uh, yeah, okay. Stephanie K. I think her name is actually Stacy. No, no. Oh my God, <laughs> no. this is terrible. I can. I just said I can remember every name. It's just, I just talked about stuff. Uh, okay, it's bothering me now. I have to look that up after. So then, when the Joey and Tim the, the are come up to Melanie and the girls, Susie and Caitlin, they go, "Nice bra, Melanie." A chew, a chew. Any more Kleenex? Boom, boom, boom. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drum roll was missing. I think Tim said, oh, I guess cantaloupes are in season. Oh, more like blueberries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Take it on home. So your delivery's better than Joey's on that one, <laughs> for sure. I was overlooked for the role as a fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie was very embarrassed as well uh, by that exchange. She's, like, regretting her bra a little bit, I think, after that. Nicole Stoffman. Oh, thank you. Who's yeah. one, was that for Caitlin? That's Stephanie. Oh, okay. Again, another person I could legitimately get on the podcast. Nicole Stoffman, <laughs> born March 16th, 1972, so she's like three years older than me, is a Canadian actress and jazz singer. Ooh. After film, musician, jazz. student, and political ambitions. After graduating from Jarvis Collegiate, she attended McGill and graduated at York, studies, interpreted new career, focused on her musical career in Toronto with Nicole Stoffman's Jazz Bohem. <laughs> but what's a bohem? Well, jazz bohemian, I guess, like, it's the French word for bohemian. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Some sort weird. of ensemble. It's like a <laughs> bohemian jazz. I don't know. <laughs> in 2011, she worked briefly as interpreter at the Library of Parliament of Canada. After completing her film degree, she embarked on political studies at the University of Toronto. But it says for years yeah, active, years active, 1986-1998. So I guess she's kind of out of the biz now. Anyway, wow. so there, Nicole Stoffman. <laughs> Well, she's not dead like wheels. Not dead like 
wheels. Yeah. And she, I mean, uh, she learned the ropes as she went, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, God. There's probably an entry on that in the page. I didn't get that one. So the, the next scene is the three guys from the soccer team just kind of like talking about it, what they've gotten themselves into with the challenge. And this is where they decide to tip the scales. Jason wants to uh, bring Snake on to the soccer team so he can Sturdy. swim. This Sturdy. It's dirty business. I but don't like it. You don't? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't care for that plot twist. You would have filed more of a petition against it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I I guess it's, I don't know. I didn't really, it's very unethical, obviously, but, uh, you know, well, it's so just a metaphor for the uh, win-at-all-cost world. In which well, we it just shows, because, like, <laughs> J- Jason got them into this but no one else really wants to do it they know they're probably gonna lose or yeah. they think they're they think they are but having snake who's the city champion mm-hmm. will bring it in so i noticed a poster actually in the locker room of victor davis i was gonna say there's a couple of real sexy posters <laughs> in the locker room victor davis uh again i'm spouting useless factoids in real life uh he was like a gold medalist swimmer for canada who was killed uh, he got run down by a drunk driver leaving a bar one night in Montreal, like Jesus. in like the eighties. Yeah, true story. Sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so that poster was just in memory. Of no, I don't think he would have been dead yet. I think it was like eighty-eight oh. or eighty-nine when he died. So I think that would have been before he died. Huh. I mean, I can look it up, but you know, <laughs> then I'll get distracted again. It's a Wikipedia, the Wikipedia wormhole. You know, like you spend, you look up. So there's more of uh, Yick and Arthur just uh, just watching Snake, just totally creeping on him from about six feet away, but he doesn't yeah. really notice. Jason walks up to them, and he's trying to do his pitch to Snake to get him to join the soccer team so he can swim. Not really hiding his intentions at all. No. <laughs> like, like, hey. Oh, he's kind of lying. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, you. I remember your tryout. It was it was pretty good. I, again, it's total like, bullshit. How are you the guy determining who's on the team or not? Like, yeah. who, drive, who drives the van to the game? Exactly. <laughs> they just sit in the van until the game comes to them. So Snake's interested, though, because he loves soccer. He wants to be on the team, and he's at least considering it. Jason, you know, leaves, and then it just shows Yick and Arthur staring at uh, a snake again, and he kind of, like, looks over at them, and they're just like, oh, is that yogurt you're eating? <laughs> yeah. 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 And they and, realize and that... And then he, they leave, <laughs> they, which is, like, the most uncomfortable thing. <laughs> like, at least explain why, or, like, yeah. any kind of response. And like, again, I know it's only a 24-minute episode or whatever, but, like, they, they never addressed it again really after that. Well, the so reason either. they did that is because then Yick says, I eat yogurt all the time, and yeah, I'm no, not growing. All, yeah. So yeah. they say, oh, it must be something he eats after school. After yeah, school. and then that's it. Da-da-da. Well, no, they're, they they're the moving it forward. Yeah, then oh, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I tuned that scene out. Yeah. It, like, oh, yeah, what's <laughs> eating now? That was just a stupid secondary this, story. This whole C storyline is a lot. I would say it's probably three minutes of the total episode, yeah. probably, of them. Just following him around. What we would call filler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The next, it's the next day now. In Mister Rat. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, the way that he actually, this is later on, I guess. The way that he talks about Joey to Stefan, uh-huh. uh, to, sorry about, to Melanie indicates that I guess him and Joey aren't friends yet. Like, yeah. I guess the zit remedy hasn't formed yet. They he haven't, about yeah. Because, like, they, he talks about Joey like they hardly even know each other. Mm-hmm. Or just, he's, Whereas, like, Joey's, like, Joey such a pipsqueak, but he's, yeah. like, yeah, an asshole bully yeah. kind of everyone. Like, yeah. he's a dick. He's, How does a, he have so much a, confidence? He's a total, <laughs> he's a total broomhead. <laughs> he is the broomhead. He is the broomhead of, of all the broomheads. 
He's who they made it for. So it's the next day in Mr. Radich's class, and he is just, he's acting his ass off doing this classical Shakespeare for the <laughs> class. They say, One of the lines is it is his breast and yeah. like all the boys in the class. <laughs> Classic boy giggles. The girls are just like, Argh. And that's when Alex, character Trevor, you, you named him, he uh, leans forward at the prodding the other guys in the class and pulls... Melanie's new bra strap. Yeah, she wanted it. Like she's she wanted it so badly. She didn't think about the repercussions of getting a bra. Alex really was a character that was kind of underdeveloped. I guess, pardon the pun here. He was really. uh, He was like always the goofy guy. But he dated a pretty girl later on. Tessa. Tessa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Before, had a little yeah, that bit that didn't that wasn't good casting. Well, because like she, she was way too hot for him. Tessa yeah. dated Alex, then Yick stole her from Alex. Yeah, but and, like accidentally, I think. Yeah, and then she was dating someone else in the schools out before sub- she dated Joey. She is the subject line of the perhaps the greatest line in the history of the franchise. Fucking Tessa Campanelli, you remember in the movie where like <laughs> they actually used the f word? Everybody was so outraged. How how did they get away with that? Fucking Tessa Campanelli? Remember when Snake said that in front of Caitlin and Caitlin was like, what? What did you just say? Sorry, I'm going all over the place. You don't have to apologize. It's good to get into those things, too. Uh, Bringing it back. Mr. Radich, though, when Melanie screams... He has a weird reaction because he's just like, what is up, Melanie? Like, Yeah, yells at her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, rat him out. Like, seriously. Exactly. Wait, Why doesn't snitch? you tell him? I guess she just I guess it would be embarrassing. That's, that's the whole thing not, with her. Did he yeah. not hear the snap? Like, anyway. And things are just intensifying her as she's, like, walking down the hall. Uh, again, Joey sees her and says, can't wait to sw- see you in the swimsuit. Oh, man, she's hurting. That's tough. Uh, LD starts walking with Melanie, and she's saying how she's having a hard time. The girls are saying, I'm getting my period. I don't want the boys to see me in my swimsuit. I don't want to swim. So she needs Melanie. Melanie is backing out of the race, though. I think she should have just wore a bra under her swimsuit. <laughs> Who, would know? Who would notice? Uh, oh, everybody. everybody <laughs> I don't know. And like, yeah, that's the whole reason she doesn't want to race is because she doesn't just, want to be laughed at I because feel of her. Like really creepy as a thirty-nine-year-old man spending an entire like hour discussing like breasts a of a twelve-year-old girl. Like this is just weird. It know? is like, weird. I find it a weird plot line yeah. for any age. Yeah, I guess yeah. like even like yeah. I don't feel but, like this was such development. Was it that big of an issue? It's part of what made Degrassi such a you know popular show because of the realism like this. Because you know it, they would talk because this you know for. For 12, 13-year-olds at that part of their life, that is, like, I remember, that, that is, is a bit, like, talking thing. about not necessarily bras, but just, like, <laughs> breast size in general. Like, girls do fret about that stuff. Guys yeah. do make fun of girls, you know, like it is. A, and even if they're not talking about it, it's usually something image, that's going you know? on yeah, internally. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they kind of had to start with these ones to get to the more serious issues that they would get into, yeah. like, with the... Well, it's the same, like... <laughs> Everything. Pedophilia, abortion. Suicide, yeah, yeah, in middle pregnancy. school, those things probably aren't really coming up anyway, yeah. you know? And I it, remember... Yeah. yeah, those conversations weren't happening in the schools, but, like, at home... Like, this was a place that it was making those conversations actually happening. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> so it's the soccer practice. Uh, snakes... All the boys are just kind of kicking it, kicking the ball around, 
And that's when Jason walks out with Snake. He's like, hey, the coach said Snake's on the team. (laughs) Not there at practice at all. They really are terrible at soccer. Well, I mean. For TV, I know, but it's like they could have really made it look like they were a little more competent. Like they literally could not (laughs) kick the ball. It's like, okay. You hear like a little ADR line. Hey, guys, let's run some drills. (laughs) Like that should be coming from the, let's, you know, let's do that maybe. Let's try to practice. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's why we're losing. I think it's a big reason why. And yes, yeah, Snake is probably a drunk. They're not even wearing cleats. Like, come on, a little realism <laughs> here, guys. Like, in like, 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 I played goalie in high school, and like, and and Wheels is playing keeper, and he's like, he's just standing there, letting the ball go by him, and he's not even wearing gloves or cleats. It's like, okay, come on here, guys, a little realism. It's like the weakest shot in the world that goes yeah, by him. Yeah, just kind of flicks it by him, and he just stands there. And Snake is brutal at soccer too he like just hoofs it like 40 feet in the air straight up he's uh he's a gangly guy you know it's the problem with being tall so no one's feeling very confident in his soccer playing but at least he's gonna bring it in the pool so i guess that's Mm -hmm. all they really need from him they'll just bench him the rest of the season right (laughs) oh yeah come with us get in the van (laughs) well it's Seems like they, they I, I wouldn't put it past uh, Jason, who runs this soccer team, to just cut him after <laughs> yeah, the swim. Totally. Like, that's all they need him for. Uh, the yeah, the next scenes with them with Arthur and Yick following around Snake, this time with binoculars. Just <laughs> it's getting deeper. <laughs> They're gonna put like a little pinhole camera. On yeah, <laughs> I, I I actually kind of blocked that scene out because I, I I just forgot about it until you mentioned it, but. So stupid. It's getting kind of silly by this point. Yeah, get eating Come the on. fictitious chocolate bar, the super crunch delight. Mm. It's weird that there's so much like product placement in this episode. Like they had the McDonald's cup and other things. Why wouldn't they just use a real chocolate yeah. bar? I guess <laughs> they, the yeah, that's where they the, blew their budget. Uh, the McDonald's cup with the Expo 86 logo, I noticed. Yeah. And then so the an next day cup. at school, uh, Jason is taunting LD as they get to school, just letting her know that Snake's on the team. And she's like, that's not fair. And he's mm-hmm. just pretty much, mm, well, tough shit. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Complain to the unofficial chancellor of the co-ed boys soccer team, girls swim team, swim race. Basically, like, like yeah, Snake gives Melanie the suck it up pep talk. Like, Yep, yeah. pretty much. Just like a Harden man. Harden the fuck up, Melanie. Yeah, he really, uh, his voice still hadn't really deepened yet. It was, I guess he was kind of in the process. Because I remember He's it was still Sna- pretty young. I there. remember Snake actually, though, like in terms, because these guys were all actually going through the phase where their voices were deepening. Mm-hmm. And I remember Snake, it was so distinct. Like all of a sudden, like, there was like one episode where he went from like, hey, I'm Snake to, oh, I'm Snake. Like, <laughs> that abrupt. Dropped a couple octaves Very there. much so, yes, yes. The school is getting super excited for the race, though. Like, swim So fever. many signs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, there's never It's been... like one afternoon. <laughs> yeah, like, why aren't the, This is after class, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, the swim's going to be school? after school yeah, that so. day. Yeah. The whole but timeline of this episode is a little there's shady. Some, yeah, there's some, con- <laughs> there's some continuity issues here. Like. I would say this is like a four-day arc, maybe. Three, four days for yeah. this. It's at the end of the week that they're going to do the uh, the race. So it's, it's building okay. up to that. But there's even Joey's, like, taking bets on the race. Yeah. You see, like, Spike putting Joey's in some money. Joey's a scumbag. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he and Snake became such good friends. Yeah. Well, I think that was also, like, the humanizing of Joey, right? Like, they made him... I mean, I can't believe I'm talking about this. It was just, so, like, the psychoanalyzing the character of Joey Jeremiah. But, yeah, like, he, he went from, like, the rogue to, like, the likable rogue. Well, I mean... Know? That's good writing, though. That's yeah. like the character yeah. going through a journey. Character, character <laughs> development. Character yeah, development. he has an arc, right? So that's that's good. It's, it's like, true, yeah, though, when you look a... at it. Because I, when I was thinking back, I forgot how much 
of a dick Joey yeah. was oh, in yeah. junior yeah. high when I watched these again. I was like, oh, why did I like him in 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 the in the high? I guess he gets some of his comeuppance as the seasons go on too, so it yeah. makes him a little more tolerable. You're like, okay. Yeah. I think that's I've I've mentioned this like to you before. He, he has consequences. Sh- yeah, he gets yeah. the shit beat out of him by Dwayne. Oh, yeah, that episode's so and good. And he has to walk through the cafeteria <laughs> yeah, naked. naked. That's a good one. <laughs> the hazing with his, with his hat covering his junk. Yeah. And when no, it wasn't hazing. It's because he lost a bet or something like that, right? Or didn't like he was supposed to. He was supposed to raise a certain amount of money, but then Radich found oh. out about it and confiscated the money. That's right, so yeah. It was like, yeah, some, I can't remember the You're exact totally details. Right. Yeah. It was a bet. Yeah. Um, and when Melanie sees Joey like taking pets, she can't even walk past him. That's how embarrassed. That's how inside of her head Joey has gotten. Yeah, he gets his <laughs> comeuppance. Melanie come up has and so. some issues. <laughs> he gets his comeuppance. So it's after school. It's in the boys' locker room. Uh, Jason shows up Wheels and Way are in there already But Snake's not there And they're just like Snake's supposed to be here Yeah, Snake's supposed to be here He's supposed to be And then like everyone gets a turn on that one Yeah, exactly Yeah, he's supposed supposed to be be here here? Yes, he's supposed to be here He's supposed to be here What is he so thin we missed him? That's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a great one. joke. Being my That's probably the best line. Yeah. Of <laughs> that one got a legit chuckle for sure. Being repetitive is my job. But Jason being the man, he's just like he stays it's cool. cool. It's cool. It's cool. I'll just, you know, go run around the school like a madman trying to find him <laughs> and open well, the best. Swim twice. We don't need you. And then he finds out about Melanie and And then the same turmoil on the girls uh locker room because uh, LD shows up. She hasn't told Caitlin and Susie that Melanie, even though they've had all day, she yeah, just breaks exactly. into them right, right before. Right oh, before you know, race. one of us will just swim twice. That's <laughs> oh, great. It'll be Thank great. You. That's fine. LD. And then Steph's there getting ready to introduce them and they're like, hey, how come you didn't wear your bikini like you said you would? <laughs> just breaking the campaign Did promise. Did you see how many people were out there? <laughs> I would have thought Steph would wear it. Would not would, care. Yeah, like that. she would wear it more she's because she's like more of, eyes to see it. She's no, but she's so afraid of Somebody failing. finding out. And she's so afraid, I guess, of her mom finding out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then this, all this. I don't want mom to know I'm a slut. The exhibitionist. I can't wait for the episodes when she gets. Bu- I'm very excited <laughs> when she gets her. her Are you doing this busted. chronologically? I am like, doing oh, it yeah? chronologically. So this was the. Fifth episode, Fifth episode the, okay. of the series here. So the so Degrassi officially started airing in like January of eighty seven, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which mm. is? Do you remember that? Do you remember it being on then? Oh yeah. Can no. you specifically remember like seeing the first time? Yeah, the first time I remember saw- watching it. I oh, remember yeah, there was you saw a lot the kids of hype Degrassi about it. too. Yeah, so it was, was just like, like a, a transition. Well, like I said, like were you I, excited for it to come? Like out? I was born in April seventy five, so like I would have been like 12, 11, yeah. 12, just turning twelve mm-hmm. when this. Yeah, so like I remember there was a lot of hype about it in the in the media. So there yeah, I watched every episode, but I think they used to air on I think it was Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Well, cuz the episode length, I mean, this is from the DVD and it might be like unedited cut or something, but they're like 28 minutes, which is a weird running I don't know how that would have aired. Well, maybe you know? uh, like as a because they were like, you know, very progressive, they wanted to air it with fewer ads mm-hmm. so that kids wouldn't be as Maybe CBC played less ads too. Then I don't remember. No, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, didn't commercial time used? Oh, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Disregard. It's like twenty-two minute blocks usually for shows. Yeah, Yeah. I was thinking about the whole like two o two rule. 
commercial breaks used to be two minutes and two seconds. Oh, okay. But, but that's per commercial break, so that still doesn't make sense. Oh, yeah, you're right. But there's some missing... T- oh, yeah, it's like 2152 or something as well then with the two... Okay, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, then it cuts away from all this swim team hype to Arthur and Yick. Like, hanging? Yeah, hanging from like like medieval bars. I don't know. What are those? You said you remembered those bars. I don't yeah, really remember used them. To, we used to have them in my public school in gym. gym. Yeah, like they were... I don't know what we even called them. But yeah, like we used to like take them out and use them for... Hardly ever climbing. use them, actually. Yeah. Use them for like climbing Yeah. Or, just a, I mean, today it probably most gyms have probably removed them now in public schools because like they're just such a safety risk because yeah, like definitely. a kid would like die falling <laughs> off them or something. Or. Yeah. Oh no, we've got the one inch mats down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, honestly, I don't even remember what you really called them. They were just like kind of like big. They're like monkey bars that makeshift go makeshift jungle vertical? gyms. Yeah. yeah they're they're ladders. I totally remember them though distinctly, like being. Yeah. Although we had a rope, which is just as dangerous. Like just a we rope never that goes did up. the rope. Thank yeah. God. Uh, I like that plan though, even if it worked, it would still only lengthen their arms. Like <laughs> it's such a bad, again, a failing of Arthur's character. Like it's just such a stupid plan. It's like guys just let be patient and let nature take its course. And you know, you might hit five, nine if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's probably the best for either Arthur or Yuck. I think Arthur does probably, I would guess he goes to like six, oh. three though. Actually, he seems big. He's a, he's a bulky guy. Well, I'm sure there's a website out there devoted exclusively to the heights of Degrassi actors. So I'm sure we could probably look it up. How tall is Arthur Kobolowski or Kobia Kobolowski Kobolowski? Yeah, Kobolowski. It's a weird spelling though. Like it's yeah. it's not as I expected. So we get back into the swim team action. Jason's running around the school. He bumps into Melanie, and he's like, "Hey, shouldn't you be getting ready to swim?" Finds out she's not swimming. And he is fucking hyped, super, oh, yeah. <laughs> super hyped. Does like a little click heel <laughs> run away <laughs> so as he gets out executed. of there. And Melanie's even just feeling more dejected. In the pool area, you see like the the fans. Everybody is just getting hyped as fuck for the swim meet. The stands are getting filled. Everyone's showing up. Uh, Joey should have just sold tickets to go to the swim meet. He would have made a lot of money. I'm surprised he didn't. Uh, Jason goes back to the locker room, lets the boys know that Melanie's not swimming. So now he feels super good about it. We go out front, which is like weird that that's the one place that Jason didn't check for snake out front of the school. (laughs) I guess he ran around every inch and checked right out front. Yeah, that is a bit of a... Seeing that, like, he would have run down the... St- anyway, whatever I'm thinking. You probably would have seen him out a window, even. Yeah, <laughs> you would think there... He, he obviously didn't look as hard as it seemed, or he just gave up once he ran into Melanie. Yeah. But as soon as Melanie walked... Because Jason, too, told Melanie, tell Snake I'm looking for him. So she walks out and sees yeah. him. She's like, Jason's, Jason's looking, looking for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be there. Yeah, I was supposed to be there. But weren't you supposed to be there? Yeah, I was supposed to be there. <laughs> But then they get down to the nitty gritty, I think, right? Like, because, you know, Melanie is happy to talk to Snake. And mm-hmm. Snake, being the good guy that he is, just like, you know, tells Dreamboat. her. Dreamboat. Do you have a little bit of a crush? A crush. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally had a crush on Snake. Snake? Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because he was a tall guy and I was a tall girl, so it just made the yeah. most sense. 
kind of goofy looking though. Well, he yeah. saves the day because he tells her, you know, you can't do stuff just because you're not embarrassed. If he if he didn't do things just because Joey Jeremiah made fun of him, he <laughs> wouldn't like, do anything. No one would do anything. You are entering a time of your life where the next five years, everything you do will be embarrassing. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I think I'm still in that five years. So it uh, seems like Snake Snape the day, even though it just kind of like leaves it kind of like they're just kind of staring at each other, goes back yeah. to the, the to the pool, and Joey Jeremiah enters the pool just screaming, boys are number one. And the girls start to enter the gym. That's when I noticed there was like a school song kind of being sung by girls underneath. Did you guys notice really? that? Uh, I, uh, I know. It was really weird. As soon as the girls walked out, they're just like, here's the school. And huh? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> such like a school. <laughs> it's like a 60s uh, so- school song. Yeah. You would hear something. It was so weird. Uh, some girls are cheering. Then the boys come out. And it's like, uh, you guys both noticed too. That Alexa. the Alexa, Alexa was cheering yeah. for, for the boys. Yeah, that was I so weird. I thought that was kind of weird. She's but. a fucking psycho, though. Like, you just look in her eyes. There's <laughs> something not right in She was Alexa. very domineering with Simon. Very. So everyone's kind of... The girls are happy to see that Snake's not there, and the boys are happy to see that Melanie's not there, so at least it's a three-on-three. But I gotta say, the edge has got to be to the girls in this case, then, on three-on-three, if they're the girls' swim team, right? Yeah, yeah. you would think... You think the money here is on the girls. Basically, the without Snake, the girls should be winning. But then the tide turns even more because Melanie walks out. She's there. So now it's four on three for the girls. And this is it. This is yeah. the classic line. You, who wants to do it? Trevor, yeah, you got you got out. the honor. What Joey's line here. Hey, Melanie, you're so flat. The walls are jealous. Oh. Boom. Burn. And then he gets thrown in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LD sticks up for a big time. He didn't really fight very much, but no. I guess. No, anything. but I, I do feel like LD, LD could was beat the shit. LD was. <laughs> yeah, that's why he didn't fight. He was like, okay, nonviolent resistance. LD was the token tomboy. Yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah. it's actually ridiculous that Joey doesn't get the fuck beat out of him Fixing every day. <laughs> um, yeah, like I... I I just don't remember the race being that close. It was way it too was close. Way too Watching close. it, <laughs> like, they made it really close. If like, Melanie okay, sure. didn't show up, they the boys would have won. Because like at the end of the episode, they made it look so close that it wasn't even really clear that the girls had won. Like she celebrates, and then it cuts, it freezes. Yeah, it does the credits yeah. start? But I she, don't even. Yeah, well, they, it's I mean, like she won. I guess she won by like much. a half stroke. It wasn't. Yeah, was that barely. The pool swimming. Yeah, <laughs> it was a freestyle. Half stroke. Yeah, they barely won. Considering that the girls' swim team, they should have won by a, by lot, a more lot more than that. Yeah. But I especially guess, considering like way he doesn't look like he's in the yeah oh. and yeah he's <laughs> kind of and also like Susie dropped at, the ball though that's where you saw the gap yeah. close at that age yeah I'm not like, gonna make the obvious you th- like girls that. are probably better swimmers than guys period at that age yeah I would I mean, think so especially especially this matching yeah. of uh, wheels way Jason versus uh Melanie, Susie, yeah. LD, and Caitlin. And Caitlin, yeah, definitely they had the advantage. Plus, they had one. The boys had to do an extra person. Jason had to do an extra lap, so he should have been more tired. Yeah, exactly. They made it way too close. It should have been an embarrassment. That's exactly. What it should have been. Like they should have wrapped, like uh, lapped them. Lapped, yeah. yeah, I think so. Right, like they should have just like laughed at them a bit. Anything. Taunted. <laughs> yeah. You know, like kind of it should have been over, more mean spirited. Stopped and waved at them as they. You know. So I guess the message is. A girls' swim team can beat a bad boys' soccer team at yeah. swimming. Really, it's kind of <laughs> sexist if you think about it. Yeah, exactly. 
It's like if women have an advantage, they can beat they someone. They can beat someone, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the even yeah. field, because they were also so worried about Snake being there, which goes to show, which proves the point of what the boys were saying earlier. That <laughs> if, the if moral of the story yeah. is, yeah. It's that boys can actually be, I guess, but the, the point is people do care about girls' sports, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. in this instance, they do. But uh, like I said, like in my experience, uh, at that level, people no didn't really cares. care about school sports that much for... Period either gender i mean yeah. i don't know i went to a small high school but and i just feel like melanie's boobs are <laughs> got <laughs> are overshadowed it just kind of like it kind of was left alone at a certain point which may be for the better but yeah. like has it never followed through and like well no because it's like the triumph of you know of 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 good over adversity where it's oh, like oh true. she comes in she does her job she wins a she race she's, she's the hero yeah, she's the true. hero she is. this is a melanie well, hero what about episode. when she gets out of the pool what well, then? we don't how does she yeah. feel then you know what that's what i like about this show though does she wear a bra in the next episode not that I don't what know. Never know so noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> like, what not yeah. what is the chat. story arc for Melanie's breast? <laughs> <laughs> it can't just end here. We well, need more. I feel like Melanie's breasts are on a collision course oh, with really, Snake. I gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've gone too far <laughs> with the Melanie's breasts. They do. Talk. They go Remember, out yeah, on they a date. They go on a yeah. date and then and Wheels and Joey find out or Snake makes a mistake of telling them so they just sit behind them the entire movie and like it's make so kissing noises. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is that yeah. what... That's when they're in the zit state. remedy at that yeah, point, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, but I think they go to a dance together too. They, they went have skating like, I, together. Oh no, who went skating together? Caitlin and something. No. It was Yick and somebody because I remember like. Remember, oh yeah, I Yick like Melanie. On how te- it was Yick and Melanie. Melanie. Yeah, and then how she terrible blows Yick off. God, Melanie got around. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like remarking how yeah they went skating in Nathan Phillips Square and Yick was a terrible skater. I remember like God, <laughs> yeah. this dude can't skate for shit. No, he couldn't. No. Um, and yeah, the freeze frame on Melanie. That's what I like though. The freeze frame never like usually finishes it. It's kind of like a little bit before. There, you know what I mean? Like, there would be more stuff to happen kind of after that, like, yeah. I guess, with the race. Like, I just like those because you're just like... The freeze frame is also just so awful, always. <laughs> like, it's never a clear yeah, it's like, shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, their eyes are half shut. Yeah. It's everything that, it, like, That's when a, you accidentally freeze frame your computer, <laughs> and you're like, ah, check out this awesome... There's a like, great... There's 28, minute, 28 minutes. There we got it right here. Yeah, that, that theme, there. though, is so, like that closing... That closing theme song is just so like, because you can feel it building up. It's like so like I don't know. It's just that etched in my memory. It's like the piano version yeah. or something yeah. of the synth version of it yeah. with no with no vocals, but it's still good. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like the I like the music and all like all no. the little sting t- like songs they have yeah. are so. No, it's a damn so catchy. Great. It's a damn catchy intro and closing theme song. Well, that's pretty much our episode. I yeah, feel like yeah, we all learned a lot. A <laughs> uh, I like to thank Megan and Trevor, both of you guys, so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for Tim. having us. This was enjoyable. Megan, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Gunner Cooch. Two words s- for vagina. G O O N E R C O O C H. Thank you for being here. Trevor, what's your Twitter uh, handle? I'm at uh, no references to vaginas in the <laughs> my Twitter handle. Uh, it's Trevor at Trevor W thompson uh yeah there we go so i'm tweeting a lot <laughs> not that much about degrassi but you know, and not about maybe now either. at some point i never knew gooner is slang because i always thought i never knew gooner was slang for uh, 
I've never heard that before. It's a, like one that I've only heard a couple of times, but it was given to me as a nickname by one of my coworkers <laughs> who, yeah, uh, who lived in Deep River. Okay. And so it was like a colloquialism there. I, yeah, because I'm from the valley, but Deep River is the other side of the line. I've never heard that. Because when I saw your Twitter <laughs> handle for the first time, I saw Gooner Cooch. I thought of like, Gooner is uh, kind of a slang nickname for the arsenal soccer team the gunners <laughs> like the Ar- well cuz they're called the like the Ars- the gunners like that's cause, so like the like if you're an arsenal fan you're a gunner so i saw gunner cooch i'm like is like but i know you don't like <laughs> you're not in sports so i knew that wasn't like a, anyway i just never could i never could figure out thanks that's for yeah, i got an explanation for your <laughs> you twitter did, handle you now. did yeah. learn something today yeah. that. that's yeah. great great well, thanks man thanks so much for being here that's been back thank to grassy you. see you next time peace out